welcome to the Pilates podcast, a podcast and community for all movement lovers, instructors, and anyone who simply adores their core. We chat about all things movement, teaching, health, and much, much more. Our mission is simple, to get you moving and feeling inspired by sharing our own knowledge, as well as bringing on guest speakers. Wherever and however you are listening, we hope you enjoy this episode. In today's episode, we talk to the beautiful Lucy, a yoga and Pilates instructor and mindful movement coach on the Bloom app. Lucy shares with us how we can all lead a more mindful life, the challenges she has faced in her younger years that led her to yoga, and how she has gone from teaching in studios to coaching girls on the Bloom app all across the world. We are so grateful for Lucy and the wisdom she shares. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pilates podcast. Today we have Lucy on, and we're going to talk to her about a lot of things to do with mindfulness studios that she teaches in and just her journey in life so far. So, Lute, I know we're going to go for a rapid fire round as always first. When you're ready, you can squeeze Lucy. <laughs> Hi, Lucy. So, rapid fire, reformer or mat? I'm going to say reformer. Okay. Studio yeah. or gym? Mm. I'm going to say gym because you can kind of do your own thing. Okay, cool. Inside or outside sessions, maybe dependent on the weather. <laughs> yeah, like I'm loving outside at the moment. I'm going to say outside. Yeah, yoga or Pilates? Yoga. Favourite activewear brand? American brand called Outdoor Voices. Ooh, we're going to have to look at that. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Coffee. Awesome. Run or walk? run what's your go-to studio i really love run club in richmond oh what's your go-to playlist vibe like depending on the mood but usually it's like kind of pump up tunes yeah <laughs> you yeah. get like sweaty too oh <laughs> yeah can you give us a bit of a I guess intro to you and like a background on you just for everybody listening and um sort of what has led you to where you are now like maybe if we went back five years ago to kind of what's going on with you at the moment okay I might go back like a little bit further yeah that's okay because that kind of like explains my journey to how I got to where I am um so During school, I probably started when I was nine or 10. I was a rhythmic gymnast. And so I trained nearly every day. I was pretty full on, competed for Victoria and Australia. And so I was very like regimented in my routine and everything and um, very focused. And it was like, it was my whole life. I was obsessed with it would practice when I was at home on the weekends, make up little routines and that kind of stuff. So absolutely loved that. And then in year 12, had to make the decision whether I wanted to continue with gym or to actually focus on my studies and think about what I want to do with my like career for life. Um, and so I quit gym and then that's when I fell into yoga. And so I was going to a studio called Hotbox in Chapel Street. It's not there anymore, but it was, I think it was one of the first hot yoga studios. And I was going there every day 
at like the 6.30 a.m. during the week and then the eight o'clocks on the weekend. And I was like hooked after like a few months because just the feeling of moving with your breath and your body and the music and no one worried about what anyone else is doing. It was just solely about you and it was a really nice community as well and kind of made you feel comfortable to like be yourself and um, kind of let go and kind of put everything that had happened to you in that day or week just outside the door. Um, and so after a year of doing that, I completed my yoga teacher training, which was three and a half weeks. It was a 200 hour. So we trained, we practiced 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. six days a week for three and a half weeks. Um, and it was probably like the most amazing experience that I've ever had. Um, it sounds pretty wild to be doing two one hour and a half sessions in probably around 40 degree heat a day. And then you're sitting in the heat as well because we did it in summer, but we just like all connect and you bond kind of on a deeper level because you're so raw and you're as so sweaty and disgusting. It's like, you can only really bond with someone once you've like seen them in their lowest point and being really sweaty. And so did that. And then um, after I kept doing, kept doing yoga and everything. And then I, then for, I think about three or so years, I kind of fell into a bit of like a mental trap and I, started exercising too much and not eating enough. And so that's kind of ruled my life and it brought back kind of the strictness of rhythmic gym. Cause you have to be so strict with everything, like watching what you eat, like training and stuff like that. So I was, I'm very restrict, like strict on myself. And um, so that didn't help that I was already like very strict. And so I struggled with that for, three or so years and then I got out of that and then I found Pilates and did my Pilates training and um yeah then that's all my training and then I've also been to uni and stuff like that I work full time so I with yoga I did with Jimmy Barkin and so he's the founder of hot yoga um and he's probably like one of the coolest blokes you'll ever meet like he would have his chair in the room and he would sit there and just like, just like he was one of those people who always knows what to say. And he, he would challenge you, but then make you feel good and confident, like just, just amazing. So I did that with him. And then my Pilates training I did down in, where was it? I think it was Elwood. Mm -hmm. Um, with a Pilates company and then I studied fashion design at uni and I also studied marketing as well. And you still use, like, are you still working in fashion design or your marketing yeah. side? Yeah. Yeah. You so I work full time doing digital marketing. Were you studying yoga or practicing yoga while you were sort of having your struggles with food and with that strict sort of mindset was was yeah. yoga in your life then yeah. yeah yoga was probably one of the 
the best things that I could have actually done because yeah. um, it just kind of takes that in a way like monkey mind out and kind of calms you down and you just shut off any expectations for that hour and then, yeah, you kind of go on with your day. And is that since then, I guess, like how have you led a more mindful life or how have you, how did you go from that time into sort of where you are now and practicing what you do and um well i i started seeing a functional nutritionist and just working with her she just helped me kind of i kind of had to relearn and recreate my relationship with exercise and with food um because i'd kind of tarnished it over so many years it was like so down it was just in the dumpster. So she worked a lot with kind of mirror talk. So you look yourself in the mirror and you talk to yourself and just um, say all the amazing qualities about yourself. So I work with that doing it every day. And then also a lot with mantra work. So I would write these mantras for the week and then every day, morning and night, I would sit aside, say five to 10 minutes and I would repeat this mantra, breathe and kind of embed it into my kind of mind and subconscious. And um, yeah, I found that really helped. Yeah. yeah. And is that something that you still, do you still practice that or are you big, still a big believer in mantra? And Yeah. Huge. Yeah. 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 Do you have daily practices or non-negotiables that you do every day at the moment? Yeah, I get up and I have a cold shower straight away. Yeah, my dad was like to me, you're not going to continue this through winter, but I'm still going strong. So just the like adrenaline rush you get from is like amazing. So have that and then I sit down and I do, I meditate for 10 to 15 minutes every day. And then after that, I write my goal for the day and then three things I'm grateful for. Beautiful. What time are you getting up in the morning? Well, I've been trying to get back into my routine because when I was teaching, I was getting up at 4.15. And so I'm trying to get up at 5 just to start to get myself back to the early mornings. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> start doing that again. I've definitely started to be a late riser in isolation and I need to get my body back into that habit but yeah 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 I think that um when you meditate because you obviously have your training and you've worked in it for a very long time and you've studied do you kind of guide yourself through a practice or do you listen to a guided meditation or how do you meditate? um I'm listening I listen to a guided meditation um but I do want, like, my aim is to get to when I could, don't have to use one. Guided's just, it kind of gives you the base and then you can grow and adapt to the practice. Have you heard of um, the Resilience Project? Yes, I listened to a podcast about it the other day. Oh, so okay. I've just finished the audio book. I read the book yeah. maybe like a month ago. And then I, I, I loved it. Like, I was just instantly, it resonated with me so so strongly and I thought oh it's one of those ones I guess because it's I mean it's his story but it's also a bit of a tool to use so I've been listening to the audio book just sort of around the house and 
I actually just finished it again this morning and I thought, oh, it's quite funny timing having this podcast chat with yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, he talks a lot about um, the gem kind of idea and I guess the gem is like gratitude, empathy and mindfulness. So they're definitely three things that I've been trying to do and I've even listening to yours probably without you thinking about it, you've got each of those in your morning routine. So is that kind of something that if you were to give someone a tip or how they could be, I guess, more mindful in their day-to-day life or someone that's struggling with whatever battle they're going through or if they just want to be more mindful, what would you sort of say to them or what would you give them as a practice? Um, I reckon my number one tip would just be start really small. So um, I heard someone once say, and I, I started adapting it to mine, like, Simple things as say you're brushing your teeth or you're waiting for the kettle to boil. Use that time to actually acknowledge what's happening. So instead of thinking about your day, instead of thinking about what you've got to do, actually acknowledge, say you're brushing your teeth, feel the bristles on your teeth and taste the mintiness of the um, toothpaste. And you you listen to the sounds of your electric toothbrush or the scrubbing of your teeth. Um, and then kind of looking in the mirror and see your teeth being clean. So just kind of taking something so simple and then really actually setting your mind to it and acknowledging how powerful something so simple can be and it can allow your mind just to quiet down a lot. And so I reckon starting with something as simple as that, brushing your teeth or even just like shampooing your hair or something like that, take a minute two minutes out to switch off and then you can slowly start to build from there. Can you talk us through like a regular day of Lucy? How do you balance classes, work, lifestyle, everything? (laughs) What does a Monday (laughs) look like, for example? Um, Okay, so pre-ISO. Yeah. Yeah. Monday Monday morning was my big morning. So I would get up at 4.15. I try and do a little... 20, 25 minute workout just to get my, wake up my body. Um, and then I like shower, have breakfast. And then I go to, I teach at T form on Monday mornings. Um, so I teach a 6.15 class, a seven o'clock, seven o'clock class, 8.30 and then a 9.15 class. And then from there, I quickly go home, shower, and then I go to work. I get to work 11 and then I work till like 5.36 and then go home go for a walk, eat dinner, and then just, like, chill. Holy moly. You need yeah, so it's, like, it's one of my biggest days. <laughs> but um, I actually wouldn't have it any other way because, like, kind of has my two of my favourite things. Like, I get to teach and then I get to, like, work in marketing and be in office and kind of, yeah, it's really – I just love it. Do you ever um, like sandwich your day with classes? Because I know that when I was working a day job and teaching, I felt to the kind of, I see it now as a bad habit of doing morning and night classes. And that's where I burnt myself out. So I tried to do just morning or just night. Do you, mm-hmm. do you kind of have any boundaries with your teaching or do you? Um, well, because um so I started back full-time work last year in July because otherwise I was just freelancing. So ever since full-time work, I've cancelled night classes because I find that 
gets the end of the day and I'm like dead. But um, I think it was like three years ago when I was doing full-time teaching, I was teaching like 40 classes a week. I was doing morning and night. night. Yeah, I found night time was, oh. And I mean, you, you okay. get habit of it and you, you make yourself do it and naturally as a teacher you sort of you go into that teaching mode that we've talked about but yeah it's definitely not a, a healthy boundary to be in and those sort of oh, a healthy thing to be in but those um for me especially that say idea of a morning routine or a nighttime routine fell out the window when I was doing yeah. that amount of classes so I think that might have been the time that we did one of your classes I reckon it would have been because yeah. Richmond had like just opened yeah and like and there was only like three of us teachers there yeah yeah, yeah. And it was you and who was the other teacher there at the time gorgeous blonde hair Holly oh yeah Holly oh my god yes that was ages ago yeah and something I guess that's happened a bit more recently and I actually was very pleasantly surprised to download the bloom app and you to actually be on there and i remember i was listening to it and i thought i know that voice (laughs) i'm sure you get this all the time but your voice is extremely calming and that was a big draw card for me when i went to core plus when you were teaching at that richmond studio a long time ago um how how did that come about and what do you do with the blue map like what you know your role I think is a mindful movement coach yeah yeah um so I think it was Molly post on her Instagram story um like any yoga teachers contact me so my sister actually sent me that Instagram story because I didn't see it and then I just literally messaged her I was like hey Molly I'm been teaching for this many years had these qualifications and then she messaged me back and was like cool, great, um, are you free Tuesday? And this is on a Friday. And I was like, yep, would love to. And then she called me on the Monday and she was like, cool. So like, she gave me like a rundown of what she wanted me to do, some videos. And I was like, um, how do you know that I'm a good teacher? Like, <laughs> you can only look at my Instagram. And, and she's like, oh no, I just, I've got your vibe and I pick it up. And I was like, wow, that is epic. And so... Yeah, rocked up on the Tuesday and filmed, um, like, I think it was, I think we filmed 10 videos. And then, yeah, when it launched, it was just absolutely amazing. I use it every day in the um, meditation side. Yeah, it's, it's a full, like an actual like game changer. The thing about Bloom is it gives anyone who has, like, any amount of time in their day, the opportunity to do some mindfulness. So like videos, there's meditation to like two minutes or the mindfulness, two minutes, that kind of stuff. So it just kind of opens up the world of mindfulness and meditation to everyone. It doesn't put any time limits on it in a way. So good. I'd used insight timer for a long time and I, I loved that, but I think they recently upgraded to, it used to be all free and you could access everything, but the app itself is a lot more difficult to use now. And I think that's when I saw Bloom and I thought, Oh, I'll jump on that bandwagon because it's, yeah. yeah. And they've done a few events now, haven't they, that you've been a part of? Yes. Um, Bloom world. Um, that was so like epic. Um, just like I didn't realize 
because I got to teach on the live stage. It's like weird. It was not like, I don't know if weird's the right word, but it was kind of surreal seeing actual people who actually listen to me in their own homes, like in front of me. Like, yeah, I was just, I was blown away. Um, I was so nervous before I went on, but then when I went on, it was fine. But um, yeah, it's pretty cool to know that I get a few, I've been getting like a few messages from people and stuff and, it just, it's pretty amazing how something so simple can provide someone with so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of astounds me just the effect of mindfulness and doing something for yourself. Definitely. How many people were there at that um, event? I reckon they had, I reckon there's like 300 or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was a real like it was an amazing event. Like a if they have another one, you have to like go. I remember only seeing it on your socials, and I had no idea that it was happening, or I would have gone. But yeah, it was in a weird way. Like they, or how you felt like it was a strange or you know somewhat strange experience. They probably all have, and even if I hadn't have been to your classes in the past, but they probably all have, or anyone that you know puts bloom on as a mindfulness or listens to you and your um, little snippet, they probably do feel like they know you. And I guess it's like with a lot of social media, we feel like we know people that we might, you know, we don't necessarily in real life, but they've got this attachment. And because it is such a powerful thing, you, without knowing you've gone and you know inspired or helped people throughout hard times and days and I'm sure that that's a pretty amazing thing to feel as that having that role yeah yes yeah I think that um like when you started your yoga and your pilates and you were having your own battles but did you ever think that you'd get to this kind of point with it or did you think that it was just going to be a bit more of a self-practice or side hobby I actually like had no idea like I had literally no expectations Mm. I just I would have never ever imagined that I would be like right here right now in my life like yeah it's kind of weird to think that when I did my yoga teaching course I kind of did it thinking oh yeah I'll teach a few times and I'll still I'll do something in fashion maybe, but um, I didn't realise it would become such a big part of my life and kind of opened up so many opportunities as well. Have an idea where you see yourself in five years? Well, ultimately, I do want to have my own studio. Cool. In Melbourne? Yep, in Melbourne. Um, Well, I I do want to one day move to Burley Heads in Queensland. Um, So maybe I'll open one there. I think that would be great. I'd definitely come and visit. Yeah. I, it's like, have you been to Burley Heads? It's so beautiful. It's like, it's like on another level, just the people, it's just calm and yeah. I really have needs to go there, love. <laughs> definitely. Is, um, is it the body method that's near there or is that? somewhere else because I don't think other than that they actually have many studios so you should definitely jump on that 
things that Melbourne or Burley heads or wherever you decide. I thought you were going to say Berlin and I was like, oh, I'll come for a holiday. Oh my God, imagine. <laughs> I reckon we're going to go into our last little short fire round before we wrap up this podcast. But with our short fire, you can give it a little bit more depth than I guess the rapid fire we had at the start. So don't feel like you've got to think of the first thing. We've talked a lot about, you know, five years ago, five years from now. I guess if you went back to your young, maybe 10-year-old self, would there be advice that you would give her? Or if, you know, looking back, was there something that you would tell yourself that you now know? I think the ma- I would tell myself is to trust the journey. Mm. So um, just to kind of trust life and know that you have, everyone has ups and downs and um, the downs always mean like you're going to come out of it and you're going to learn something that's going to make you even stronger. So don't just dwell on the past and don't dwell on negativity and said, just think about, what you're going to learn from and how you're going to grow as a person from that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Just going with it. Yeah. What's your biggest life advice? Is that kind of similar? I can just similar. It's also just like to kind of just chill out. Because I find, I don't know, I'm very just much so I don't, I don't really think about, it sounds, I don't know how, how to put it without I don't know. I don't really think about much. So if like, I don't really read into things. I just kind of take everything as it is and yeah, just. And I need to learn how to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like I might be like a bit oblivious sometimes, but I kind of prefer to be oblivious and overthink everything. Definitely something we all need to try and learn, but hmm. you've mastered for sure. <laughs> um, is there something that you think, everybody could do to live and sort of breathe the best versions of themselves or to get to that state? Like if there was one thing that we could do, whether it's a health thing, whether it's a movement thing. Yeah. I can so, to write three things you're grateful for every day. Yeah. Exactly. Nice. It makes you appreciate it. Oh, it does. Even as I was saying, since I've been listening to that, resilience project um they do have a podcast as well so definitely for people listening check out the audiobook or the book and listen to listen to the podcast yeah uh, but it's it's amazing even if you don't write it down help mm-hmm. oh, water um <laughs> about thinking about it like i was at work today putting fruit and veggies away <laughs> and i just thought to myself I'm, you know, I'm so grateful for the fact that I have this amazing organic produce that one, I am around and that I can eat. And I thought about other things, but it's even just having that thought, like it's, you, you start noticing the positives so much more, I think, than the negatives yeah. going. Yeah. You yeah. kind of have this, your radar is out for the good things. So yeah. Exactly. I feel like you also, you attract more good things in your life if you are grateful for even the smallest things um like just recently especially being like all this covid stuff and a lot of people have lost their jobs um i've because i've been really busy with work and i've been like i still have a job and like some of the things i'm grateful is i'm actually grateful to be busy at this time like everyone complains about being busy but it's like 
so many people not don't have much to do and so to actually have to work till like eight o'clock at night I actually feel very grateful for it um but yeah it just takes a small thing to realize definitely yeah and sometimes it's when you when you do reach that hardship or that point like we're all experiencing at the moment it's definitely easy to try and dwell in the negatives but I think by learning and encouraging yourself to look at those positives or look at what you do have like it's again and he draws on it amazingly in the book of you know a child in India that he's sort of been teaching it's yeah it puts a lot of things into perspective so yeah um to wrap us up Luce where can we find you in studios at the moment we can obviously find you on the Bloom app if we are wherever we are in the world but um yeah studios socials where can we find you to hang out just mostly on Instagram, you can find me. Um, and then studios, I think T form in Melbourne and Core Plus in Hawthorne East. Yeah. Um, and both studios have online classes at the moment, so you can always jump on them. Um, yeah. Amazing. Do they head back on the 22nd as well? Yeah. Cool. And I just actually noticed you're wearing a sweater club jumper, T form. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Colby, she's awesome. I'll tag all of your socials in the studios and Colby below as well. Her jumpers are epic. Thanks so much for the chat, Lucy. I don't know, we definitely all gained a lot from it, or I did anyway. I need to go and have a little bit of a chilled out night, I think, after yeah. a busy day that I'm grateful for. But yes. <laughs> Lucy, thank you so much for giving us some amazing tools that we can all use in our daily lives and for sharing all of your passions with us. Make sure that you head to Lucy's Instagram or find her in studios to experience her amazing teaching style and be surrounded by her calm vibes. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. We will be back next Monday in our next episode. For a full list of what was mentioned in today's podcast, head to www.thepilatespodcast.net or you can also find us on Instagram at the Pilates Podcast. See you next week. Bye.